So like if you start to give it attention and really genuine, like safe, acknowledging attention, you may find that this really critical part of you is just insecure. And then like, it's a lot easier to have compassion for that. Like, oh man, you're trying to beat me up to make my body better because you don't think that we're worthy of love. Mm. Well, I love you. And then all of a sudden it like quiets and it dissipates and you start to self-source all the things that you think you're going to get from having a better body or eating the right diet or being more fit or being more this or being more that. And when we do that, we actually, we remove the obstacles to get to actually where we want to go. You are listening to the Well Balanced Podcast. I am your host and coach, Jillian Botel, and my mission is to revolutionize how women approach health. It is time you break free from what has left you feeling less than and gain the confidence, power, and knowledge to take back control of your life and stand in your worth. Learn how to achieve the goals you set and discover health on a level like you have never experienced it before. Welcome back to this episode of the Well Balanced Podcast, or if this is your first time listening, welcome. I am so excited to share this episode with you guys. I've actually been anxiously awaiting the day of release for this episode since the day I recorded this conversation with Alexandra Cavucci. So Alexandra is a shadow integration coach. And in this episode, we really dive deep into what shadow work is and how we can become more aware of our shadows and integrate them into our lives. So shadow work is something that is actually relatively new to me. I've just started exploring it. So if you are unfamiliar or new to it as well, then come along and learn alongside me. This was such a great conversation and Alexandra really breaks it down beautifully and gives us lots of tools and questions that we can start to use on our own to explore the shadow aspects of ourselves. So it is packed with information. Funny story about the day of recording this episode. So for anyone who doesn't know me, I absolutely hate being late. If I am like two minutes early to an appointment, that is too close. My anxiety is through the roof. And my husband can truly attest to this. Usually I am ridiculously early for things. So anyways, it was like 10 minutes to the time that we had scheduled to chat. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to log into Zoom. I'll be early just in case she pops on early. And my computer crashes, like completely crashes. It wouldn't reboot. So I'm sitting there literally trying to take deep breaths and not let this throw me. And unfortunately, there was no chance of my computer figuring its shit out in time. So Alexandra was so accommodating. I was able to run across town to my husband's office and record this episode. And it turned out to be such a wonderful, great conversation that I was so fortunate to have. I hope you guys take away as much as I did from this conversation. If you did, I would absolutely love it if you shared this episode, whether it's on your socials or just to a friend. It really just helps me get this information out to people who might need it, who might take away something really big from it. Also, feel free to reach out to me and let me know what you loved about the episode. I love chatting with you guys. Just pop over to my DMs on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the show, Alexandra. I am so grateful and excited to have you here and to be chatting with you about shadow and integration work. I think that this will be a missing puzzle piece for a lot of people and maybe some answers to a lot of questions that they have. So thank you so much for being here. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here. And um, I agree. I think for me, at least it was a huge missing puzzle piece that finally allowed a lot of things to land. So I'm super stoked to share any of my knowledge with you. Mm. So I'm sure a lot of the listeners are curious to hear more about shadow work and how it's going to help them on their own personal journey. But before we get into that, I would really love to hear more about you and what brought you to this work specifically. Yeah. So what brought me to the coaching space and and coaching work, personal development work, you mean? Yeah. And then just specifically working with shadow work. So I actually got started in the coaching space about 10 years ago, um, really trying to understand I came through uh, the the avenue of the body. So I really struggled with disordered eating and a really bad relationship with diet culture and food culture for a really long time. And um, I healed myself through that really powerfully, but couldn't really understand like why or how, or what did I do? And um, that kind of catapulted me into really wanting to understand what's happening in our internal worlds. Yeah. Um And so for the last 10 years or so, I've been really, really fascinated with the psyche and with psychology and with um, our our emotional experience of the world, um, how we relate to ourselves, how we relate to the world, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Got into starting my my coaching business years ago. And what brought me to working with the shadow was, you know, I really found that it felt like, you, you may have felt this before. I know a lot of the women that I work with have felt this. I feel like... I'm fighting myself constantly, Mm. or I feel like I'm the only thing standing in my way. (laughs) And what wasn't landing for me was what everybody was telling me to do, right? Like all of these affirmations and positivity and, and like love and lighting myself into a new realm that wasn't working for me. And I, it actually made me feel worse. And I was in a really, I was just in a really, really, uh, tender, vulnerable place. I had just, uh, recently ended uh, an engagement and a relationship of seven years. And I kind of found myself so, I don't want to say rock bottom, but I'll say stripped bare. I found myself just stripped bare emotionally. And I happened to stumble upon who would then become my shadow integration mentor. And something about the way that he was speaking just made sense to a part of me that I just been ignoring. And so uh, I, I started to get really, really into shadow integration work and it changed everything for me. And it was in fact, this missing piece, this intuitive sense that I had that was like, what we're hearing in the personal development world, isn't the only answer isn't it's, it's missing a big piece. And so for me, that was shadow integration. And uh, I went, I went all in. I love it. I also love when you have such like a a shift within yourself that you're just like, I can't go back to doing things the way I did them before. And it's so funny that you mention being in your own way, because just last night I was talking to a girlfriend and I was like, you know, when you know, you're the only thing standing in your way and you're just like, get the hell out of your own way. But yet there's a disconnect into necessarily, or, you know, specifically how you do that. So it's absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we tend to see ourselves as the enemy and we're not, you know, and I think that idea that we're like always in our way and we're sabotaging pits us against ourselves Mm. and it it continues the tension and it continues the fight. And then it perpetuates this idea that something's wrong with us. Like what's wrong with me? Why am I doing this? Right. Um, 
and it kind of becomes a cycle. So, yeah. So why don't we start with specifically what is shadow work and, you know, do we all have shadows? Is this a part of our, like a part of each person and, and kind of break it down specifically. For sure. Yeah. So before I get into shadow work, Mm -hmm. I'll give you an idea of what the shadow is. Yes. Okay. We do all house a shadow. It is part of every human psyche. And the shadow basically refers to all parts of our personality that we tend to want to keep hidden. It's the direct counterpart to how we hope or assume people view us um, or who we hope and assume we are. It also houses and holds the not yet illuminated conditioning that, that we have existed in, right? Um, and, and it houses all the programmed ways that we think, act, feel, and choose without really knowing why. So again, as we kind of talk about like, I'm the only thing standing in my way. Why am I doing that? Ah, There's most likely shadow material, some part of our personality that has a different mission, right? Or that has different needs, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of people assume that the shadow is bad, right? There's kind of this idea of darkness. It's not bad. It's just hidden. It's just what we're not looking at, whether it's because we're avoiding it whether it's because we don't know it's there, whether it's because we don't want other people to see it. It's really just what's hidden, right. which can be really helpful to know. Because when we, when we realize that, we realize we all have a shadow. We all have things that are hidden from other people, from us. Um, so that's a little bit about what the shadow is. You know, it seems like it's this part of us that we are maybe a little unconscious of. So how do we access our shadow if it's, if it's something that we maybe don't even want to see about ourselves? That's a great question. So it kind of comes to this point where uh, anytime that we're moving towards something that we really care about, right? Like let's use our vision. If we want a better body, if we want a better life, if we want a bigger business, whatever it is, we all have kind of these dreams and aspirations, right? Yeah. The things that stop us, the things that that stake like resistance in our path Mm -hmm. is typically shadow material that's coming in to give us some kind of message or because we're moving beyond the realms of what's comfortable and safe. And so shadows are a lot more difficult to look at if we are unwilling. Right. And what I would say to that is the, the number one thing that you need in order to kind of start getting into shadow integration work is just willingness. Like, can I be okay with seeing things that may be uncomfortable? Mm. Can I be okay with looking at things that I may not have known were there? Right. Because ultimately the shadow has, the material in our shadow has really one goal. And that is to, two goals, to meet our needs, Mm -hmm. typically for like safety, comfort, and love. Right. Or to avoid painful experiences typically like rejection, abandonment, or discomfort. Mm. And so we start to work with our shadow by just looking at the places like, where am I holding myself back? Right. Where am I feeling like I'm just not moving forward? Where am I feeling like I just can't stop fighting myself? And that's usually um, where we have shadow material that's kind of like clinging on for dear life. So how does the shadow different differ from the ego then? Great question. So I kind of see the shadow as the shadow is made up of repressed material form. 
So typically happens in our childhood, right? Like we typically recognize what's accepted, what's not accepted, um, what, what's okay with society, what's not okay with society, what gets me love, what doesn't get me love. And so the shadow houses parts of our personality that we've kind of rejected or disowned or learned that it's not okay. It won't get us what we want. It won't get us what we need. A lot of people in personal development world kind of see the ego as like the selfish or like this negative connotation, but the ego really is what we base our identity around. It's the sense of self that we have, right? So the shadow is kind of like all of the things that we've repressed or all of the things that we've shoved away. And the ego is kind of the sense of self that we have, right? This like anchor into who we think that we are, right? And so a lot of the times we've all heard, I assume about like inner child work. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times I refer to shadow integration as like inner family work. Mm. It's like we have a part of our shadow might be a little child who's been hurt. Part of our shadow might be a teenager who's afraid of getting um, rejected when she puts herself out there online. Yeah. A part of our shadow might be um, like a masculine energy. A part of our shadow might be a feminine energy. So mm-hmm. I kind of see the shadow, um, it holds like this inner family that we don't always look at and we don't know is there. Mm. And the ego is more of like the sense of self that we've created to exist with the world, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah, totally. What happens when we repress our shadows? What are signs that maybe you're repressing the shadow aspects of yourself? So first of all, what happens when we repress our shadow is we tend to, that experience that we have where we're like, I feel like I'm the only thing standing in my way Mm -hmm. and I don't know why. Um, What happens is that our shadow actually gets stronger. It Mm. gets the energy of it, like if you hold a beach ball underwater, yes. right? When you finally let it go, it shoots up. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of pressure holding it down. Mm. So when we repress shadow material, a couple of things. Number one, we use a lot of energy to repress it, right? right? So we, we may find ourselves like emotionally burning out really, really quickly. We may find ourselves burning out in our bodies. We may find that we just are exhausted. Um. And we also give strength to the unconscious energy. And so we, we like deepen the cycles of avoidance. We deepen like the, the need we have to not look at this thing. Mm. The more we push something down, the stronger of a hold it has on us because the more energy it requires to keep it down, right? And then basically it has more of a chance to drive the vehicle. Right. The, less we, the less we look at something, the less we acknowledge something, the more it's going to come out sideways, mm. right? So let's talk about anger for a second. Like if we yes. repress our anger, um, the energy to hold it down might start to just build and build and build. And we find that it comes out sideways. We'll snap at our partner when it has nothing to do with them, mm. or we'll rage about something that is completely tiny or road rage oftentimes, right? right? So when we repress the shadow, it builds energy because we're requiring more energy to bring it down, hold it down. And it often just comes out sideways. It comes out in a way that we don't expect it to come out. Totally. Interesting just to think about, you know, in an attempt of avoiding really looking at whatever that thing is in the eye, it's 
you know, it's rearing its head regardless. So what are ways that you can practice kind of becoming aware of these shadow aspects of yourself that might be, you know, controlling or having just maybe a negative effect throughout your life in general? Totally. So I'll actually give you four questions that are really, really helpful to start. And so for anybody listening, these are four really, really good questions to start leaning into what is there that I may not know about? Mm. Question number one, what do I, and, and these questions also kind of answer, what am I spending energy yes. trying to hold down? Right. Mm. So question number one, what do I not want people to see me as that might be selfish, that might be incompetent, that might be lazy, that might be mean, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. That means that we may have pushed away some part of us. Cause here's the thing. We all have both. We all have opposing aspects, right? Like if we have a really, really altruistic side of us, we also have a really selfish side of us. Right. It just depends on what's in play and when, and it's really helpful to be selfish in certain situations. It's really helpful to be altruistic in certain situations. Yeah. Um, so first question, what do I not want people to see me as? Second question what do I not want people to know? Mm. This is usually an area that we're spending energy hiding from other people or attached to shame. Um, Number three, what am I afraid of being? What am I afraid of being? And number four, what feeling do I want to avoid? Those are some powerful questions. Yeah. And so those will start to give us insight into What are the things that I don't even know I'm trying to manage at all times? Right. Because one thing about the shadow is that it's a management system. It's trying to manage our conditions to keep Mm -hmm. us safe, Mm -hmm. loved, accepted, and um, connected with others. And it's doing so based off the rules that we learned as kids. Like, don't be too loud. Otherwise, no one will like you. Mm -hmm. So maybe like you have this massively expressive part of you that you're just, I don't want people to see me as too loud. I don't want people to see me as like super cocky, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so these questions start to give us insight into what are the things that I don't even know that I'm constantly managing Yeah, and where my energy is going. So those are four really, really good questions to even begin to start thinking about what do I not know is happening? Because when we're conditioned, we're like a fish in water. We're just like, oh, I don't know what's there. Yeah, just the amount of energy that we are unconsciously expelling, yep. you know, to protect these parts of us that really don't need protecting anymore in, in a sense, right? Right, well, and, and also they're trying to protect us. And so I want to make that distinction here is that a lot of the times our shadow material, these parts of our personality, um, us keeping it down, they're trying to protect us when they, when they come out sideways or when they're moving around, they're trying to protect us. And so we've learned as children, like the best way to be safe and protected is to be in this box, right? Too loud, not too smart, not too this, not too that, right? Never angry or always angry. Right. Right. Some people grow up with different blueprints. Some people not safe to express your anger. And for some people, anger is the way to stay safe. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we start to look at what, what 
is operating in me to keep me safe and accepted and loved. Mm. And so then the process through which we kind of start to unhook from these things, because I imagine it's like, shit, what do I do now? Right. right. Yeah. Uh, and now I see all these things. What do I do? That was exactly my next question. Like once, you know, you see, okay, I have these parts of me that I'm hiding, then what? Yeah. So we start to recognize there's two really important aspects to this process. One is the processing aspect. Mm. And what that really means is hearing and acknowledging and expressing. So let's say, let's say we're somebody who, who pushes down anger, right? We're going to want to see if we can access the part of us that feels either anger or is protecting our anger Mm. because anger might not feel safe yet. We might, we might, it might be something else there. We want to recognize that um, every part of us wants to be heard and acknowledged and seen for what it is. Right. And the thing that we do, the way that we repress it is we think we're bad for having these things. We think that we're bad for being selfish. We think we're bad for not always being love and light. Mm. We think we're bad for having dark thoughts. We think we're bad for um, wanting more money. We think we're bad for all these things, right? However, a huge aspect of working with the shadow or what's in our shadow is to express it let it come up to the surface and expression might happen verbally mm-hmm. expression might happen somatically. We might find it in our body and feel it. Yeah. Expression might happen through movement, mm-hmm. right? It might happen. Um, it might happen through dance, through chanting, find a way to express what's in there, find a way to touch what's in there. Right. And it might not be right away. A lot of the times when we've repressed things, when we've pushed things away, we think of it like a, like a, an abused puppy. It's going to take a minute to trust us, right? Mm-hmm. If we've been pushing something away for a long time, when we say, come here, come here, it might not trust us. Right. And so we start to work with this by just recognizing that the point is for these things to start to come up and come out. Mm-hmm. We want to access these parts of ourselves. Right. Which I think, correct me if I'm wrong, is that maybe why just working with the light aspect of ourselves doesn't necessarily do the trick per se? If working with the light is suppressing the dark, there will always right. be an imbalance. Ah, right? I see. Okay. If yeah. working with the light is, is leaning towards the light while we honor the dark, mm. then we're a little bit more whole and integrated. Mm. right and so integration itself means what can we make whole right so I think it would be really important then to change how we respond and how we are you know identifying with these shadow aspects of ourselves so anger isn't necessarily a bad thing and really just to work on maybe even removing those labels and how we identify with those shadows Absolutely. Removing the labels of bad or good is incredibly helpful. Mm. And one of the questions that we can start to ask ourselves is what is it trying to do for me? Right. 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 So when we remember that our shadow aspects are always trying to work on our behalf, everything that is in our shadow, Mm. everything that is in who we are 
is always trying to keep us safe, loved, connected. In some way, it might look, it might not look like that, right? Like if our anger is like shrieking at someone else, it might not look like it's trying to keep us connected and loved, but, but ultimately it is, it's trying to keep us from feeling hurt from this person, right? right. It's a protection mechanism. Right. And so taking, taking labels out is incredibly helpful. And then asking ourselves, what is this part of my personality trying to do for me? Mm. What's it trying to do? Right. Like maybe it's trying to keep me safe. Yeah. Okay, cool. What's a, what's a different way I can find safety? Mm that doesn't require this response. Yes. So it's creating a new relationship to all the things that we don't want to look at. Absolutely. So what advice do you have for someone? Because even in my line of work, I find that whether it just be the culture that we are in right now, we are so conditioned to look outside of ourselves for answers, for what works for us. And I know when I started doing my own, you know, self-development work and asking myself these questions at first, it almost felt like, can I Google the answer to this? Like, can someone tell me what the answer to this question that really just, I am only supposed to know the answer to, it just felt like I didn't, you know, have the information to even answer these questions. So, and I know now working through it, that the more you do it, the more in tune you come, you become with yourself, but what advice do you have for someone who might be asking themselves these questions and not necessarily coming up with answers right away? Yeah, that's a great question. So we will jump right back into this episode, but I just wanted to let you know that it is not too late to join us for our 12-week online group program, Fully Embodied Health, starting March 1st. This program is going to give you everything you need to go from constantly quitting. Are you trying to lose that same 20, 30, 40 pounds over and over and over again? You're going to be able to find consistency and how you can eat to feel amazing, reach your goals, create sustainable habits, and appreciate your body. So what you are going to do is you're going to get very clear over these 12 weeks on what your intention is. Get crystal clear on what you want and how you are going to create that. Then you are going to understand exactly how to create the habits that will transform your health and help you reach this goal and see the results that you haven't yet been able to see. So what's unique about this program is that oftentimes knowing what to do is only a small piece of the puzzle. After working with hundreds of clients, I know that accountability and integration can be a real struggle. And I'm here to help you change the rest of your life, not just the next 12 weeks. So that is why I broke this program down into two portions. The first six weeks are all about learning and laying that foundation for lasting change. And then the last six weeks are all accountability while you integrate everything into your life. I want you to feel confident in standing on your own two feet. So if you are ready to end the struggle that you have been stuck in, check out the link in the show notes. Make sure to join us on March 1st. I cannot wait to meet the women who are ready to fully embody their health. Now let's get back to this episode. First of all, what I would say is that oftentimes the need for an answer is, um, is the need for safety, mm. right? And so we tend to want to find an answer because we don't feel safe in the unknown. Right. And so even just knowing that can be helpful in, in recognizing that, look at why you want an answer, right? Like look at why so deeply you want an answer. 
most likely that part of you that really needs an answer just wants to feel safe, mm. right? And so with that, I would say, one, know why you're doing this work. Have something on the other side that makes this work worth it. Mm. And the reason I say that is because we can spend a whole lifetime in our shadows. And if we spend a ton of time in our shadows, it can get, it can get disorienting and confusing, right? And so for people who are kind of like looking for the answers and whatnot, I would say know what is worth spending time with yourself. Like what do you get on the other side mm. of really slowing down and spending time with yourself? Orient around that. Right. Number two, look at why you want the answers so badly and ask yourself if you can be okay or willing to be in the unknown for a little while. Mm. And then number three, have uber patience. Right. You are, you're developing a new relationship, right? And so anytime, like if we're dating, we're not like, why aren't we getting married yet? Why aren't we moving in together yet? Right. Totally. We, we feel each other out. We're like, Hey, do you want to do this again? Do you want to hang out again? Yeah. So this is the same as any other relationship. Mm. Have patience. Let yourself see where it goes. Let yourself get curious. One of the biggest tenets of doing this work is curiosity. Mm. It allows us to start to feel safe in the unknown. So get really curious when you feel like I don't have the answer right away. Get curious with A, why do I need the answer? And B, can I, can I allow myself to be curious about what's going to happen in here? And that'll start to kind of create safe space with you and yourself. But to that point, I'll also say it's going to be scary. And to know that, just know that it's going to be scary and not having the answer will be scary. And it's okay to be scared. How do you deal then with working, um, you know, as these parts of you that you've maybe repressed or just didn't want to see, or maybe knew were there and chose to look the other way. How do you drop the, the self-judgment or maybe self-judgment is a shadow? I, yeah. Like, how do you work yeah. around that? Yeah. So what I always do is I feel into what's the loudest right now, right? So if self-judgment's really, really, really loud, I'll be like, yo, what, what's up? Mm -hmm. It's, it's almost like talking to yourself right? It's kind of like, we already talk to ourselves all the time. When we do affirmations, we talk to ourselves. When we, when we are saying what's wrong with me, we're talking to ourselves, right? We're always talking to ourselves when it's kind of changing the conversation. So if you can slow down and notice like, oh, I'm really judging myself, get really curious as though it's a relationship. Like, why are you judging me so much? And you'll often be really surprised at the answers, and you'll find that if you create space to listen to all parts of you and to accept that they're there, it starts to diffuse it. Mm. So a lot of the times people, when we start to do shadow integration work is they, they try to go right to like, don't judge yourself. But if self-judgment is there, one of the biggest, biggest aspects of shadow integration is accept everything that's already there. Mm. So if you're judging yourself, accept that. Accept that it's there. Accept that some, some part of you is in deep judgment. Can you be okay with that? Right? Can you get comfortable with that might be showing you something? And then get really curious about that. 
And then we bring it to the next part. So for me personally, I start to look at what's the loudest, Yeah. which will usually be like, what's at the surface the most, what's more, most accessible, what's the right. loudest. Yeah. Um, and also what's most connected to where I want to go. Right. Cause again, we can spend a lot of time in our shadows forever and ever and ever and ever. And so it can be really helpful to start to orient around like, what is this in service of? Mm. Right. Because I imagine a lot of people listening right now will be like, oh my God, this is a lot. I have a lot of shadows. (laughs) Totally. It's okay. You, we can start where we are and we can also start with what it's in direct connection to. You don't have to look at like your body shadows if you're working on your business, right? Like you get to pick and choose what is actually affecting your life. The, the degree to which it's actually affecting your life is the degree to which we can start to look at our shadows. I like that. Like that, the fact that you kind of have shadows around all of these different aspects of your life. So like your relationship, yeah. your body, your career, your, you know, and so Yeah. That makes it feel so much more digestible to say like, you know, I'm not solving all of the problems in one day. And it's almost like when you can hold that vision of what you see for yourself, of what you want for yourself, by looking at your shadow, you're almost just like taking away the resistance. Yeah, absolutely. We also, a really, really good way to kind of stay connected and oriented is to spend at least 51% of your time connected to your vision Mm. and 49 to your shadow. If that's 90 to your vision and 10 to your shadow, great. But as long as we spend a little more time in our vision right, and kind of do the shadow um, integration around that, we won't get lost in it. Mm. Um, Cause it is, it is possible to spend 80% of the time in your shadow. And then you're like, what am I doing? What am I totally. doing this for? Yes. Where am I going? I'm just walking in circles. And so it's really, really good to remember, stay rooted in your vision. And look at the shadows that arise in connection to your vision. So how do you know when either a shadow has been healed or maybe are there shadows that don't ever necessarily heal? You just integrate them. Yeah. So integration is really how can I utilize? So the integration process itself is how can I meet the needs of my shadow in a healthier way? Mm. Right. And so a shadow has been healed or is no longer in the shadow when we are still meeting its needs, but it's not driving the car. Right. So, so our patterns aren't uh, driving us. We can make room for our patterns and our emotional experiences while still being the driver of the car and being like, Nope, I know we're scared. I know we're scared of launching this thing in business. I know we're scared of having this hard conversation with our spouse. I know we're scared of this. I hear you. I see you. I validate that. What do you need from me? Mm. Okay. You want, you want to know that we're safe. This is like, this is how we connect, connect and create safety. We're still going to do this. And so a shadow will always have shadows. There's no experience whereby we, we no longer have shadows. If we have light, we have dark, Mm -hmm. right? That's just the way the human psyche works. If we have sunshine, we have a shadow, right? And so we have a full range of an emotional experience as a human being, but our patterns can be released. Our shadow patterns can be released, which is typically something's healed. 
when our shadow doesn't need that pattern to get its needs met anymore, right? So when, when we no longer have the need for the pattern, when we no longer have to procrastinate. So it's interesting that you bring up pattern because is that a good way to identify shadows? Like people who pick the same partner over and over again, or pick the same kind of job or have the same kind of outcome over and over again. Is that kind of like your shadow self being like, look at me, I'm over here. Absolutely. Yeah. So your shadow self is meeting its needs through a pattern. Mm. And so look at your patterns. What are the things that you do over and over and over and over? Maybe you compare yourself to other people over and over and over and over. Maybe you um, avoid hard conversations over and over and over. Maybe you pick the same partner over and over and over. That's often a great indication. Look at your patterns. They, They are the map. Right. To your shadows. So a lot of my listeners are um, women who are maybe struggling, like you even said, and like I've experienced myself with your, your body image, that diet mentality. So let's say um, specifically, you know, they have maybe very self-deprecating thoughts. They just notice that, that the, they have negative self-talk constantly. Once they identify like, okay, this is something that I have or I do, what is the next step to identifying maybe what the shadow would be? So the next step would be to listen to those thoughts, not to, not to embody them, not to believe them, but acknowledge them. So one of the things that I do is a really, really helpful um, process that I take myself through is anytime I notice that I'm having these, um, these like really loud thoughts or these patterns of self-criticism or whatever, I actually just take out my journal and I write down, dear Alexandra, and I just let that part of me speak. Even if it's negative, even if it's mean, even if it's rude, even if it's like a little bit brutal, I will open up a page in my journal and just write, dear Alexandra, and I just let the thing move. So dear Alexandra, or you're so stupid. How could you do this? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You're never going to be anyone, blah, 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 blah. And I read through it and I, I check in, like, can I respond? Does it just need to be heard? How do I respond? And oftentimes this is where we stop identifying with the thoughts. This is where we separate the thoughts from our identity. So dear Alexandra, I let it just go. I let it just be heard. This is the beach ball coming up from the water. Mm. right? It's just like, let it all up, let it all out. And then I respond. And then I just say, yeah, I know. I know that you're scared about that. Mm. I know that this is a lot. I know, like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? What do you need? What do you want? I get really, really curious. So the loudest thing, take out a piece of paper and just write dear, whatever your name is, Mm. and let yourself be expressed Mm. even if it feels scary right let whatever needs to come out come out and we often find that a lot of the stuff hangs on so tight because it's just trying to be heard right right the way that we want to be heard and seen by our partners and our lovers and our friends we want to be seen by ourselves Mm. and so the best place to start is to really lean into expression and acknowledgement right. and become the safe space for yourself. 
and validate it for yourself. Yeah. And so a lot of the times people think like, if I validate it, it's going to be true. Right. We don't have to believe something by acknowledging it's there, right? Like if your, if your friend is like, I'm so stupid, we can see our friend and be like, I know, I know, I know you feel that way. I don't agree with you. I don't think you're stupid. You're stupid, but I feel that you feel that way. Like I'm, I'm with you. I, I see you. I know that they're going through a hard time right now. It's the same with us, mm. right? We can say, I know you're in pain. or I know you're upset without believing the thoughts that are creating the upset. Mm. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Cool. And it instantly, I just feel like if a person was to integrate that, it just, yeah, it just stops screaming at you. You just have that sense of knowing that like, if I was able to just give this thing a little bit of attention, it would stop coming out sideways, you know? Absolutely. And so like, if you start to give it attention and really genuine, like safe, acknowledging attention, you may find that this really critical part of you is just insecure. Right. Right. And then like, it's a lot easier to have compassion for that. Like, oh man, you're trying to beat me up to make my body better because you don't think that we're worthy of love. Mm. Well, I love you. Right. And then all of a sudden it like quiets and it dissipates Mm -hmm. and you start to self-source all the things that you think you're going to get from having a better body or eating the right diet or being more fit or being more this or being more that. Right. And when we do that, we actually, we remove the obstacles to get to actually where we want to go. Exactly. And it's just been within us the whole time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It is really simplified. How are we relating to ourselves and are we relating to ourselves like someone we love? Hmm. And I'm like going to be relating to ourselves like someone we love. Right. And I think that's where a lot of women specifically, but people really are struggling because I think we're the last people we often meet ourselves with love and compassion and understanding. You know, we give it to all of those around us, but when it comes to ourselves, we're so critical and judgmental and there's, you know, these shame and, and so much of that. And I think it's so unbelievably powerful when we realize that that love and that acceptance and that validation that we are searching for outside of ourselves through all of these different means will never actually, you know, come true if we don't give it to ourselves. When we can self-source the things that we're trying to outsource, Mm. up so much of our energy and our brain space and our heart space. I love that. And women predominantly have been trained to fit themselves into boxes and to do better and be better and not get let off the hook as often. Yeah. And so as you work through this, anybody listening, especially if you're a woman, go with grace and compassion because so many of us were trained to do this, to beat ourselves up. Yeah to try to be better for everyone else. And it's really just turning all of that around and allowing ourselves to create a safe space internally and a space where we self-source all the things that we've been looking for. I love that. And that frees up so much energy. Yeah. Self-source what you were trying to outsource. Yeah, that's so good. You mentioned the journaling practice. I love that. 
is there practices that you do on a daily basis? How does that look? Is it as it arises as when, you know? Yeah. So for me, it's kind of all the time. Um, once, once you're kind of used to the process of, uh, working with different parts of yourself, um, it's kind of all the time. So I'll give you an example. I'll probably get off this podcast and check in and be like, where do we feel stupid? Where do we feel like we said too much? Where, right? Like what's tender in me? What feels like embarrassed? And also what feels proud? What feels excited? And so I just make room for all of it. Like, I'm sure there'll be a part of me that's like, oh, you messed that up, right? I'll give that little part of me love. Like, I know you feel that way. And you know what? I love you anyways. And there's going to be a part of me that's like, yeah, we rock this. I'm going to be like, yeah, good job. And so it's kind of an always situation. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like now that I'm used to it and, and once my clients learn how to do this, it's kind of like, it's really learning how to master yourself and your own emotional experience. It's really recognizing how do we become self leaders Mm -hmm. and self healers and recognizing we're in a relationship with ourselves all the time. And so it's, you know, anybody who has kids, you'll recognize that your kids aren't going to knock on the door and be like, excuse me, is it a good time? (laughs) They're going to burst in and be like, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I have to pee. I want to do this. It's the same with our emotional experiences and our aspects. So we just acknowledge them. Um, Sometimes if I'm experiencing a, a, a thick pattern, I'll spend a lot more time in meditation or journaling. Um, but over time, you just start to do it as it comes. You move through it and flow through it as it comes. It's funny just how human beings, how we can really overcomplicate so much. And when you get down to the root of all of this, it just, it's, it's not easy work, but yet it feels like it's so simple. Like it just, we complicate, we overcomplicate it, it and it's just not that complicated in the end, you know, the work is hard, but it's simple. Absolutely. And it, absolutely. And it takes a deconditioning to allow simplicity to be safe. And right. so, yeah, it, in the beginning, it's like so complex. And then over time it's like, Oh, I just speak to myself better. Right. And, yeah. and really, and really mean it. <laughs> Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, this has been so good. Thank you so much. I just have one last question for you. It's a question that I ask all of my guests. So for you personally, what is a fundamental part of living a well-balanced life? Mm, That's a great question. What is a fundamental part of living a well-balanced life? Yeah. Mm, I would say accepting everything that arises in me and being endlessly curious about myself and the world around me. Mm. That is so good. There's just so much power in acceptance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. Thank, thank you, you so much for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. I will have all of Alexandra's information in the show notes. So make sure you connect with her, go follow her on Instagram. You guys will not regret seeing her in your feed. I always love when your stuff comes up. Thank you so much again. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Well-Balanced Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you took a screenshot, tagged me, and then shared it on your Instagram stories. 
Also, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, I would truly appreciate if you left me a rating and review. Just let me know what your thoughts are and if there's anything you want to hear more of on the Well Balanced Podcast.